Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Shot Bulls Podcast. Hey, the Chicago Bulls lose to a dagger by De'Aaron Fox to seal the game with seconds winding down in the fourth quarter in clutch moments. But hey, it's nothing new for our Chicago Bulls. But I'm here to tell y'all right now, the Chicago Bulls are simply running out of time. And that's just what it really is. But uh, y'all know y'all got to hear the music, man. Cognac. Gang. Shy Boys Podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby holding it down on another episode of Shy Boys Podcast for me and my co-host, C-Dub. If you like what you're listening to today, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Last night, yesterday, your boy was down, down bad. Shout out to all my Dreamville people, but I was down, down bad. But now on to these, uh, I'm back, I'm rolling, but now on to these uh, Chicago Bulls, man. That's just what it really is. Uh, this is the story of the season. This is what it really is. This is how we've all we performed all year long. You see some games to where the Chicago Bulls fight, 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 fight. But the fight just ain't fighting hard enough to win to win the game. And that's just what happened uh yesterday when De'Aaron Fox hit the game winning three to seal the Bulls, to put that L in that L column. You know what I'm saying? 117, 114. Um, we had players, you know, from our team come out and talk about it. And, uh, I'm just tired of hearing about it. Honestly, like we got to show results because the positive results, because the results that we're getting right now is they're just not good enough if we keeping it a buck. But DeMar DeRozan came out and said, we just got to keep pushing, keep fighting. We understand we still got an opportunity. We're going to play this thing out until we can't no more and let the chips fall where they may. Cool. Cool. That's just what the reality is. The Chicago Bulls, they are who they are. They is who we thought they were. You know what I'm saying? I did say once the Pat Bev uh buyout signing happened, it's gonna ex- it's gonna provide some excitement into the Chicago Bulls, whether we win or lose. You can't lie. You know what I'm saying? You see the energy that Pat Bev brings, you see the energy in uh the different things that he's gotten out of different players to go ahead and help this team produce. But at the end of the day, the, the the results just not good enough. Now, if we're looking at the game, at one point, the Chicago Bulls, they were up by 16 points. How many times have we heard that this entire season? Multiple times. And this was another game that these guys lost after leading by 16. But it's the new NBA. You guys can, you literally can see a 16, 15 point deficit go down in a matter of minutes. Like small minutes. One, two, three minutes. Like sometimes a lot faster than that, depending on how many threes the opposing team makes. And that's simply what happened right now, happened in this particular game. We seen the Chicago Bulls go on a nice run in that second quarter. But if we all started to look, the Bulls started to go ISO. They were feeling themselves. I feel like that was a moment to where something to where we could constantly question Billy Donovan on to go ahead and tell these guys, call a timeout and tell he has to calm down and stick to what has helped the, the, the Bulls win games. And that's by moving the ball, working inside to the outside. And after seeing really, really good play for the first quarter, 
and most of the second quarter, you started the Bulls, you started to see the Bulls go to what has been a detriment to them for the entirety of the season. Now, these guys, the uh, Sacramento Kings, they came out in the third quarter with bombs over Baghdad. They went, they went 37 of 22 outscoring the Chicago Bulls in that third quarter. They erased that deficit, and then they eventually go up by five points in the fourth quarter. You give kudos to the Chicago Bulls for fighting back, but kudos simply is just not good enough if we keeping it a buck. You know what I'm saying? Especially when a win puts you dead in the play-in for games like this. You need these games. You really do need these games. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. That was started to... You can see the like a lot of bull crap that we give Alice Caruso and things like that. You can see that the defensive side didn't have the communication that was necessary to win the game in key moments. You know what I'm saying? Because as you can see, like, you know, I wasn't on a live call with uh, you know, the other guys last night because obviously I was sick. But you still hear while you're watching the game, Stacey King is like, bro, they're barely talking on defense. They need to go ahead and talk on defense because some of these lapses that are happening should not be happening. After you score a bucket, the Kings, they push your pace, coming right back down, scoring easy buckets just straight to the basket. And that's something that was pointed out during the call of, uh, you know, NBC uh, Chicago. That's just what it was. These guys, they were not communicating. They were not getting back on defense. And they thought that since they had a good first and second quarter, that the rest of the game was going to go that way. They allowed Malik Monk to go ahead and hit five threes in the second half. And then you had another, you know, four threes by Herter. And that's just what it was. And these guys was able to, to prevail at the end. And it was simply because as you're looking at the team that's the most efficient offensively in the league, and that's the Sacramento Kings, and you can really, really see why. Early in the game, they didn't have those threes falling. So guess what? Their coach told them to do, attack the damn basket. And once they went on attack mode, the Bulls act like they didn't know how to adjust. They didn't know how to act like they didn't know how to switch. And they definitely weren't communicating. Now, let yesterday's win pushes and, and improves the Kings to being 23 and 15 in clutch games. The Chicago Bulls are 12 and 23 in clutch games as of you know, at the end of the result of last night's game. Uh, last year, it was reversed. We were way better in clutch games last season. But that same magic that DeMar DeRozan was able to bring last season, it's not. it has not prevailed this season. And not just for DeMar DeRozan, we seen Zach Levine go ahead and do bonehead stuff. We seen ball uh, passes that can't even come into the inbound because of horrible play caller or the, the, the lack of IQ to know when to call timeout or whether what position guy's supposed to be in to get them the ball. But that's just what it really is. And it's just simple, y'all. The Bulls are simply running out of time to even make the play-in, bro. A few years ago, the play-in wasn't even a thing. Now teams have more of an opportunity of making the playoffs if they start off and get some wins in the play-in. <coughs> These guys can't even do that. And that's just what it really is. You know what I'm saying? The Bulls' big three, they put up numbers. But if you watch the entirety of the game, especially within that third quarter and that fourth quarter, especially the fourth quarter, every time the Bulls went up two points, four points, three points, they couldn't hit They couldn't hit that dagger. They couldn't hit that basket to put the Kings away. 
because after making the good shot, the Sacramento Kings came down and made a better shot. And you don't want to get into trading basket with these good teams like that. You eventually going to have to pin your ears back, sit in that chair, and defend. That's what it really is. You know what I'm saying? And again, the big three, they put up numbers, but it just wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? I know some people are going to be like, well, Pat Bear played this X amount of minutes and only gave us this small number of points. Fine. But if you're expecting Pat Bev to give you anything offensively, that's a plus. And if you think that he's going to come out and give you a performance like that he gave us in Houston, you're wrong. You're tripping. He's not that guy. And that's what really happened. If you look at some of the game plan from the Sacramento Kings, they said we're going to play zone. When DeMar, uh, when Zach Levine starts, he started the game. We're not going to let uh, Zach Levine get it going. You know what I'm saying? Pat Bev, oh, you want you open that three-point line? We're going to go with the percentages and take our chance to see if you can hit some threes on us like you did the Houston Rockets. And he couldn't hit. That's just what it really is. And Vooch, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people not going to give him some, you know, some problems for going 0 for 7. Fine, but he still was effective in other ways. He had the pick and pop game going. He even drove to the basket a couple times. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're asking me, he outperforms the bonus. But at the end of the day, the victor still remains to be the Sacramento Kings. We understand that. I understand all of that. You know what I'm saying? We can point to DeMar DeRozan, slowing the pace. When you clearly hear Stacey King, you hear Unk on our live call saying, bro, push the pace. Go. Do something. Stop letting the Kings set up on that defense because that makes you getting a bucket that much harder. And that's simply what it was. And for all my people that want to criticize Zach Levine for having an insuff uh, inefficient night, you're tweaking. And that's just what it really is because this man has been on a tear. The man is averaging 50 since All-Star break. He's averaging 58% from the field, bro. 50 percent from the three-point line and 90 percent from the free throw line you bro i understand it came at a bad moment it came at a bad moment when they needed him to be more efficient but every night he's not going 58 percent from the damn field that's just what it is especially when you have a team whose game plan is seared is merely focused on you it's not going to happen but he still was able to hit goal nine for nine from the free throw line and still give you 25 points that were crucial. You know what I'm saying? It, they were crucial. And that's when other guys had to step up. He's been leading the charge, you know what I'm saying, since All-Star break. Other guys had to step up. That they did. But the Bulls couldn't close out the game. And that's just what it really is. Now, if we're looking at our next four games, the, the next four games is simply getting tougher for the Chicago Bulls. Then this is something that, that we needed. Right. I feel it. We got Minnesota, Miami, and then the 76ers twice. I'm telling you right now, if the Bulls don't go three and one, we're done. That's just what it really is. You know what I'm saying? Even if, you know what I'm saying? If we're looking at the Wizards who have Cleveland, Sacramento, Orlando, and Denver. What if they go two and two? Is that still good enough for the Chicago Bulls to make that, that play-in spot? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because we're already a half a game back. We win a game. But, bro, these teams that are coming in, Minnesota just played a hell of a game the other night. Last night, if we keeping it a buck against the Boston Celtics, played a hell of a game. You know Miami 
they're going to come ready to play. They help. They are great. They are solid team with great coaching and a hard no and hard nosed players who lean solely on defense. Then we know the history with the 76ers and the Chicago Bulls. We can't beat them. We just beat them, I guess, a few months ago. But Joel Embiid didn't play. Joel Embiid has been on a tear, going at leading the league in scoring 33 points per game and dominated. And my front runner for MVP. But that's a whole nother topic. But the point is, is that this road ain't getting easier for the Chicago Bulls. And I understand a lot of us are frustrated. But at the end of the day, we got to go off the evidence that has been given to us all year. This team, at best, is average. Their average team, that's what it is. That's why for the last two weeks, I've been telling y'all, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Stay even kill and watch what the hell happens. And that's this is what's happening. We're going to still cheer them on because that's what we do over here on Shy Bulls Podcast. But, hey, that's just what the that's what it is right now. We know the team is an average team. The time is running out for the Chicago Bulls. Time is running out for the Chicago Bulls. I mean, we love what these guys are saying in the press conferences, but at the end of the day, at best, we are an average team. It's time for some changes. Those changes ain't coming no time soon. We're going to have a couple more months of these guys being on this team. We're going we gonna to have to wait until the offseason just to see anything. But at the end of the day, <laughs> what can we do, y'all? What can we do? They showed us who they are. Believe them. Believe them. They've shown us all year who they are. They're going to make it a little bit more exciting. But at the end of the day, we still know who the Bulls are. That's what it really comes down to. Hey, but if y'all like what y'all heard today, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. If you want to leave us a voicemail about today's topic or any other hot take coming up or that you're feeling like, send us a voicemail or a text message to that number, 773-242-9219. This is another episode of Shy Bulls Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm going to catch y'all on the next. Cognac. Cognac. Gang. Gang. Gang.